It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. Happy Hump Day. It is Carcone Carne. It is Wednesday, right? I am completely thrown off. Now that we're 14 months into the pandemic, I, I really have no sense of dates, weeks, times. I think it's Wednesday. If it is, happy Wednesday to you. Carcone Carne, sponsored by our friends at Siren Records. Mick Henry went there a week or so ago. I'll probably be back there within the next week or two. I love going there. Uh, thanks to our friends at Siren Records. McHenry for sponsoring tonight's show. Uh, my guest tonight, he is an old friend. In fact, a, a quick history lesson. He last appeared. This can't be true. Is this the last time you were on the show was in October of 2014, John Carruthers? Yeah. It, no, has it seriously been seven years since you were on this podcast? Oh, yeah. I figure you decided it was enough. I, oh, I feel very bad. Well, I guess I'm making up for lost time now uh, by having you back on. Seven years. Episode 10 was the last time we heard John Carruthers on Carcon Carne. Wait, wait, was that the last pit stop? Is that the terrible place? We did one. Yeah. That. No, oh, no, we, we did. We did, the, we did the chicken chalupa. That That's right. We did Taco cool. Bell. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Okay, so that was episode. We do a quick search for Carruthers on my spreadsheet. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to throw this to the research department. No, so. no, that's good. The research department has come back and said episode 95 was oh, your last yeah. appearance in 2017, so it's been a mere four plus years. Yeah, it's still long too. overdue. Long overdue. <laughs> so I came to know John Carruthers through his work with the fine social group known as, social movement known as Man BQ. Uh, mm -hmm. These days he is a marketing person, a writer, an author, and a pizza maker and a benevolent force in the Chicago, greater Chicago community. Uh, let's start with that. Let's start with Crust Fund Pizza, John Carruthers. What is it? Crust Fund Pizza um, is kind of an outgrowth of the pandemic hobby that I got. Uh, you, know, I, you know, I've been a cook for a long time, but it was mostly barbecue, grilled meats, smoked meats, a lot of things. Um, once we all were kind of not going anywhere, um, I needed something to mark the time where I was going to go insane. So I started making pizza, like, and I mean, from scratch, like flour, water, dough. I mean, this is just, this is, it was a dad hobby. I mean, it was very dad energy. Like I'm going to take this little bit of my life and F around with it for 80% of my free time. Um, and once that kind of turned into something I wanted to do for other people, it was summer of last year, which was horrible. And I figured, you know, there are people who are doing real good social work who are perpetuating a movement towards justice and equality. Let's, you know, like, I can't do that. I'm not an organizer. I don't know anything. But but let's sell some pizza and get those people money. That's the whole genesis behind Crust Fund Pizza. And to further explain, well, I, I, I'll just use your own words. Here's the gist. Once a month on a Monday, I'll post on Instagram about my pizza thoughts and feelings and a theoretical <laughs> menu. My friends will react to this with a DM to check oven availability, then donate at least $25 to a Chicago nonprofit I pick. If I'm feeling the magical, pow magical power of friendship, you'll get to reserve a friend pizza. Your choices for pickup are going to run one night only with pickup slots between 8 and 10 p.m. You have to come to my secret location. It's real speakeasy action. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, I do like how kicky I got with that, uh, considering, kicky, yeah. you know. 
Um, yeah, no, that's true. Uh, I didn't want, I mean, we all saw what happened to the tamale guy, right? When he tried to make it legit. Um, right. you, you can't charge. You, I, I can't say how much can I give you for a pizza? Exactly. So I don't sell anything, man. I haven't sold a single pizza in my career. That's right. You're just sharing but, them. But a lot of pe- a lot of cool organizations have got a lot of money because of pizzas indirectly. This is this is like benevolent money laundering, really. I mean, really, yeah, it is. It's 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 the opposite of shaming people into donating. It's like pizza, which is the opposite of feeling shame. And it's you know, like, but you still give that money to people. So let's go backwards to the the start of all this. I mean, mm-hmm. I know when the pandemic hit me, I similar to you, I thought I'm going to throw myself into a hobby. So I started to learn how to play guitar. I started podcasting every night instead of weekly. Uh, I'm still doing both, uh, but I, I felt the need to do something with all that energy and prevent myself from going down that rabbit hole of disgust and self-loathing and never-ending scrolling through Netflix. You landed <laughs> on pizza. I mean, you obviously had a spark to really go all in on pizza before the pandemic. And this just, this was it. This was the, the, the tipping point for you. It was just like, you know how sometimes you just pick up a new hobby at a certain age and you don't really have any connection to the hobby and you just love it so much that all you want to do and think about and talk about and buy books about is it like some people get into home brewing and that's great some people get into gardening and that's great like pizza was my like i james i used to read novels i used to read nonfiction books i used to like all i do all i want to do is think and talk about pizza now and i am not sorry for it it's awesome it's your calling you found your calling it, it takes some people a lifetime to get to this point but you, this, you this, found it it was not a conscious decision i mean like legitimately I, I don't want to gloss this over you look at the social issues that plagued our country in 2020 the root of that and like i know it's cute and i have like a really cute like cool cup head like 1940s let's talk about the lobby looking logo i was but i was going to talk about that because it's one of my favorite things about crust fun pizza it's so good but like it, it's all wrapped up in a really slick thing because no one takes me seriously when i'm serious i'm a very goofy guy but like honestly like the whole crust fun thing was like how can i not have a heart attack from rage before i'm 40 at what's going on in this world like Let's help a little bit. Let's help what we can and let's keep it in town. You know, that was the deal. Well, it's something we're slightly different in age, but I I, I have this feeling a lot. And I've had this feeling before 2020 of just shit. I know I can and should do more. And sometimes it's hard. I I think to your point of knowing how to even start, like I'm not an organizer, like you said. Yeah. Just a teensy thing. Like I'm good at one thing that, on a social level just sucks in terms of moving the needle, but like <laughs> I can take this part and point you over here and like, Hey, you want to give some money to my block, my hood, my city. I know they're doing great work and you giving them money will be a lot better than if you give me money. Exactly. So as far as the pizza goes, you seem visually, I'm looking at the, the pictures you've mastered tavern style pizza. I mean, th- th- these pictures are pornographic. I, these look like perfection. You know, your word's not mine. I have spent a lot of time making them. Um, And honestly, uh, for the listeners, if you ever want to master a certain thing, 
um, make yourself professionally obligated to do it a couple dozen times, like for every month in a row. And like, you'll figure some stuff out real fast. I have not only figured out the way to make pizza at home, I have figured out the way to scale up my kitchen to make pizza, not commercially, but like as commercially as I can do at home. My God, James, the first few months, <laughs> you know, it's like you, you, you make the dough, you cold ferment it, you take it out, you rest it, you know, you roll it out. I was doing that for everyone. Like, so it was like, Oh, like eight 15, got to do a pizza eight, eight 35, got to do two pizzas. I was just rolling them out right before putting them in the oven, like a psychopath. Like <laughs> you really like, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not, a, I don't, I'm, I don't have the good instincts on this, I guess, but I was a quick learner. So it's really fun. Like you learn to scale up, you know, how to, you learn how to do something as good for yourself as you can do for other people, like at scale. And that's pretty fun. And, to be fair, the scale is still quite small. Um, I have that oven and that oven. Well, it's more oh, than most. We're not, we're not commercial. We're not a commercial entity anytime soon, but a lot of people are interested, and it's really fun. So, what is it about tavern style as opposed to deep dish in Chicago? Well, I don't know. I mean, I grew up in the place you're apparently mayor of, you know, McHenry, Illinois, where <laughs> any business owner will will welcome you and give you the key to that business. Uh, when we grew up, it was, you know, it was Rosati's. It was uh, the Village Squire. Like, pizza was square. Pizza was easy to share and enjoy. And it was, like, part of the background of every everything, you know? Like, deep dish was kind of a special occasion thing. But I don't even remember it entering my life until I was in, like, high school or something. Um, and then, you know, so you grow up, you become a food writer of minor, minor note in my case. And all of a sudden, all these other like award winning ones are like, oh, look at these uh, stupid a-holes in Chicago who are just pouring pizza soup in a bread bowl. And I'm like, first of all, that is perfectly delicious. And I'm sorry it doesn't work with your keto diet, you dong. But also, you dong, you dong. <laughs> but also, most of us just grow up eating something else. And like. I know we have a very, a very balkanized city in terms of traditions and, and methods, but I think from the south side to the north side, like most people like who grew up here, you know, it's and suburbs, by the way, I'm not pretending to be born or raised here, but it's like, you know, you think of pizza as kind of the square thing. that's thin crust and easy mm -hmm. to eat and like, it's delicious. It's joyful. The sauce can be sweet like Aurelio's. It can be herbaceous like Michael's. You can go way low on the cheese like Marie's. Like there's a million different variations, just like there is for just triangle cut pizza. Um, but because this is a man, this is a man listening to you. This is a man who's done his homework. This yeah. is a man who knows of which he speaks. Oh, I, I eat a lot of pizza, James. <laughs> but like there's 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 just there's so much variety to it. And and I'm not begrudging them, but because of the marketing success of the deep dish pizza, you know, the local real style kind of gets a little bit of short shrift and, you know, it shouldn't. It's delicious. It's great. Um, you can make it in your own house if I'm any proof. And you've discovered the secret to restaurant style pizza boxes. Yes. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I So I would say. You know, the crust fund isn't just me. It's a team. Uh, my sister handles the social media on the days my hands are full of flour. Uh, designer Zach Sherwood creates the menus. The artist Anthony Hall came up with the logo that you dig. Um, but the real linchpin to this team is my wife, who offers patience uh, because I had to talk her into doing this, um, you know, back in June, July of last year. And I'm like, all right, 
Like, you know how I'm super insufferable when I try to do pop-ups and scale things. Like, we're going to do this for pizza, but we're going to do it all the time. So we're constantly getting shipments of pizza boxes, you know, like on, you know, flattened pizza boxes, like in the big, just plastic packing slip trays from Amazon. I got the circles, you know, like we've got different pizza peels. I'm getting pallets of the tomatoes in like the big number nine cans. It's like a whole thing. Like I used to have a beer fridge in the basement. It is now the pizza stuff staging fridge. That's fantastic. And the logo uh, up. For, yeah. for those who are listening, I'm showing the logo on screen right now. Uh, this this is exactly like yes. Let's all go to the lobby. Those old like 1940s intermission break animated interludes. I love this style of design. Like the, I saw this, and it just brought the biggest smile to my face. I instantly understood it. I, I was very lucky. So when I went to high school with, ended up being a very successful illustrator in Chicago. Uh, his name's Anthony Hall, and he sells under the name Hairbrained, and you can find his stuff um, online. He just does crazy. Like, this is, like, a, you know, just, like, a couple hours work for him. Like, he he is, makes such amazing creative stuff and has such cool stuff. Like, check him out, Hairbrained. He's, Love it. He's located in Portage Park. Like, awesome Chicago business. He's a damn genius. I agreed. I still remember our high school art teacher gave him crap because she's like, you can't just draw like a cartoon and make a living out of it. And she was wrong. Well, and anytime a teacher says that the way that story always ends is that inspires the student to do the exact opposite. Oh yeah. You think I can't do it? I'm going to find a way to make that happen. That's what I, that's what I did in college at Columbia college. You want to make it in radio? You got to move to Duluth and work at 12 o'clock in the morning and, Play shitty records. I thought, well, no, no, I don't. I honestly, every time I get to do something fun with writing or whatever, I still think about a certain older relative in college who's like, great article in that national magazine. How are you going to pay your bills with it? And I'm like, yeah, F you, lady. That's that's right. Watch me, bitch. So (laughs) this is happening every week. Cross uh, no, every, uh, once a month once a month okay every week you'd probably i compress it every week i think i wouldn't like pizza anymore okay well that that seems manageable so so it, it's even more special uh, no it is it's it's wild james i i originally was like i'm not sure if this will go anywhere because i'm not sure people will like want to it's byzantine right like you gotta stalk someone's instagram you gotta get dms you gotta make a donation over here and it's not directly and then send it to me then you get the undisclosed location and it's it's a video game you created a real life video game yeah it's a real it's a real quest you know Mm -hmm. like you gotta get the key and you gotta unlock the key then you gotta get the wizard the staff so he gives you the thing you want for the other thing and then Uh, once you get to hyrule you get the pizza yeah uh, i gotta tell you like people are selling me out I don't think it's lasted more than five minutes since um, the reader wrote it up a few months ago. Like it's wild. People just want pizza. I have this one guy, I'll, I'll give him a shout out. His name's young Choi. He, he goes, I have two alerts set on my phone and it's when Adrian Wojnarowski posts, cause he's a big NBA guy. And it's when you post and he's like, and like, he gets the pizza. He's not always the first, but he gets it like every month. And like, I have to tell no to multiple people every month. And I'm like, you, sir, are a wizard. Cause I, I don't, my, my family, my friends, like you can't skip the line. I, I take a very hot Dougsian view. I was going to, that's the model right there. All are equal in the eyes of hot Doug and crust fun pizza. 
Exactly. And Doug texted me to uh, the other day. We were texting about the book, not to not to ruin your segue here, but he goes, Hey, and when, when can I get a pizza? And I'm like, well, I'll let you know when it's going. But like, you know, you gotta, you gotta throw in with people. That's amazing. He was on my 600th episode last week. That's a good, that's a good milestone guest. That's what, that's what I thought. Um, He's literally doing nothing and he couldn't be happier about it. I know. I, you know, when we could still mingle freely at Cubs games, I used to, I'm not a big bleacher guy. I am a I am a big 500 section guy because you can see the lake at Wrigley Field. I know you're a Sox guy. Bear with me, but uh, I go used Tuesday night. Going next Tuesday. I used to buy bleacher tickets once in a while because I knew I could see Doug in the stands because you know he's got like that stand in, in center field and he's like he's got the vendor pass. He's like, hey, this is like the secret. He's like, I got I signed up on this place and like they pay me, but also like I can go to any game because I'm a vendor. He's like, I got like a free bleacher season ticket every year. So now I'm like, oh man, like buy a I'll buy a bleacher ticket if they're all right because like I can go see Doug if he's there. I love Doug, but I realized in interviewing him last time. I have nothing to ask him. He, as an interviewee goes, there's nothing to talk about. No, you got to you got to ask him about other stuff. And frankly, that's one of the most delightful parts about him. He has he has takes on everything, man. Born and raised Chicagoan, big eater. Like the guy has a wealth of knowledge. And I think him not being the center of the discussion, like I think he digs it. Oh, he absolutely digs it. All right, back to Crust Fund Pizza. This monthly thing that you cannot line jump for that you have to compete with the rest of us civilians to get access to toughest ticket in town it is the toughest ticket it, it is literally like rayo's except it's super shady i, I was gonna say this is like cats yeah <laughs> it's it's stupid <laughs> i i mean i dig it i i think i make a really good pizza but the the only really exciting part about this to me is what and i don't mean this the exciting part is making pizza for people and seeing them enjoy it. But like the really cool part is at the end of the night, when the last pizza goes out, I open a beer. Maybe I have some of the medical marijuana I'm cleared for because I got that card and I relax and I take a little sheet of paper and go through my DMS and I add up what the total contributions added up to this year. And then that's like the last, you know, like Instagram story of the night. And that's always like the whole, you know, the Holy shit mode. Cause it's like, Oh my gosh, like I made this many pizzas and these people gave this much money to like Injustice Watch or the Greater Chicago Legal Clinic or Connections for Abused Women and Their Children. Like that's the cool part. Like, you know, take it away from me and the pizza. It's like these people are supporting this organization and I like got to be here to see it is the best. Are you at the point now where not for profits are contacting you saying, hey, if you ever want to partner up we're a worthy organization are you, are you at that point i have got a few in the works um like it's yeah it's exciting like i i tend to focus on you know social justice and things that really happen within the the borders of chicago but even then there's just plenty of runway there um i i guess i could shout one out the dignity diner um they serve like well before covid like sit down meals to to homeless people and like you know, make them feel well, welcome and attended to and stuff like that. Like, like that's fun stuff. Um, you know, and a few more have reached out. It's, it's nice that other people are seeing it and seeing what kind of a, a tool it can be. Cause like, you know, especially with local organizations, you know, six, seven, $800 um, can be a, like a big boon for a given month. Sure. To somebody. 
one of the topics I keep coming back to is that of curation. It, usually I bring it up in relation to music, but I think it's also valid when it comes to charitable organizations. Going back to this idea that I don't even know where to begin sometimes, I like the fact that you've identified these players in the community who do good things, and it, it kind of takes the guesswork out of other people's heads. Like, here's this great organization. You stand behind it. You put your, your stamp yeah. on it, and you've, you've basically curated a charitable effort for me or for yeah. someone else. I mean, and you can see I've got a big um, bias towards local community journalism, yeah. especially, I mean, it's all been nonprofit, the tribe. Um, I intend to do the reader in the future. Black Club was this last month. Like, that's one of the things that I feel uh, good about. But, you know, my day, my day job at Revolution Brewing, um, part of that is overseeing our charitable donations and giving. And so I am lucky enough to have really gotten to work closely with um, some amazing organizations in Chicago that do a lot of great work and where you know that every dollar you put toward a pizza or a direct contribution to them, Sans Pizza, is really doing some cool stuff, especially CAWC. I think they're, I think they're one of the best organizations out there. I mean, it, they, they take care of, of women and children escaping abusive situations and they are, everyone I've met there is incredibly committed to their work. And it's just always an honor to like do anything with them. We do a lot of stuff with them at the brewery. Um, and we have a Saison coming out later this month that's going to go to support them. And it's, it's always good. Like you, you know, you get a lot of charity spam mail. There's a lot of like digital advertising and stuff. Um, but when you really work hands-on with somebody like CAWC or my block, my hood, my city, like you understand that like some people, it's not about being a national name and charitable giving or as a foundation. It's about doing work in the community. And that's, yep. that's really where we, we try to cap it here is like the borders of Chicago land. I didn't know if you wanted to keep your day job separate from this chat, but you are the communications manager for revolution. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do a lot of social media, like I said, charitable giving, PR and all that. And I only brought it up to just illustrate like how I kind of sourced a lot of these organizations that um, we end up participating with. Because like, you're right, like when I put an organization as the, the organization of the month, like I'm really like, I'm saying like, I believe in them, I vetted them, I think they do amazing work. Yeah, vetted. That's that's the word I think I was scrambling. I'm not any kind of authority. I'm just saying, like, I, the person, believe in them. I, the pizza man. <laughs> and as far as you, as far as you and Revolution go, there is Carquin Carne history. Back episode 242, we did a podcast episode with Jim Peterick. I remember this. I had just started there. I think I hooked you guys up with the you to go over. You did. It was awesome. Uh, loved it. That was a great time. And Jim Peterick. We'll have you back anytime. I love it. Well, that was I, that was an especially memorable episode because Jim Peterick has, you know, he's done everything in rock and roll. He's written so many hit songs for so many different people. That was an amazing episode. I was super, I was super excited about that particular episode. My favorite moment, this was a bucket list moment, was Jim Peterick playing the song Vehicle in my vehicle. That's all I wanted out of that episode. And it happened. It was a real Aruberos moment. <laughs> that's exactly what it was so as far as the menu goes i've looked over the menu you have the sausage which needs to be said like that i mean there, yeah, there's no other sausage. way to put the sausage uh the royco mm -hmm. is the royco the one with the, the jardinera yeah okay the royco the royco is the one that joined by popular acclaim because people know that i like jardinera on pizza and the first few menus did not have it as an option because it was very basic like cheese sausage special and then people kept ordering it anyway 
And I'm a people pleaser. So instead of telling them I don't have Jardinera, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go buy a tub of Jardinera. Um, and it kept happening. So eventually I was like, fine, fine, fine. You win. Jardinera's on the menu, but I got to name it for my favorite Jardinera and softball person. The most Chicago person ever. I I am totally late to the Jardinera on pizza party. I, I think it was only a few years ago that I first had like Italian beef and Jardinera on a pizza. It was the greatest. And now I, I, I can't get enough. It's so good. I, I was a I was a late-ish convert too. I didn't know this until Armand's, the local pizza chain, um, or Armand's, I don't know how you say it, sponsored or like partially sponsored a softball team one year. So we get three pies after every game and like someone sent a Jardinera. I was like, what? Oh, I was like, I like these things. I like these things separately. I never thought of them together. And then you have it together. And it's literally that Ratatouille scene where the symphony notes are playing in the air together. And I was like, uh-huh. gosh, I feel like I've wasted every day up until now by not eating this. See, I, I had my first one at Vito and Nick's. Yeah. Oh, well, and what a place to be introduced to anything. <laughs> that's speaking of Chicago and sausage. I and mean, that's it right there. But I mean, the way the oil from the Jardinera kind of, finds its way to the crust and into the cheese that's yeah and speaking as a as a purveyor now and onto the cardboard at the bottom that's how you know it's like really it's a it's a true infusion (laughs) true all right so what else is on the menu if people want to when's the next one when's the next round it will be a little bit later this month um i haven't announced a date yet but anyone who wants to get the the inside scoop can email me to get on the mailing list. And when I say mailing list, I mean like truly like a 1998, like AOL mailing list. You just adding CCs. It's not actually like a mail champion. You're just adding CCs to a, like a Gmail. I know you're joking, but yes, I'm literally clicking on your contact in Gmail and putting the mailing list label on. And then I see the mailing list because I'm not a, because I'm not some kind of fraud. I used to work for a large company. I know how regular CCs go and the reply alls. Yeah, you just email me at crustfunpizza at Gmail. I literally, I literally have to click each one of you on. And then once a month, it's pretty much just once a month, you get one email. It's all text. It's extremely retrograde. Like it's, you should really plug in your dial up modem to get it. Uh, it's just me, just a wall of text about like, hey, here's some dumb stuff I thought. Here's this menu. Here's some stuff about the nonprofit. Here's a dumb joke. I'm choosing to sign off with and like that's your email every i think it's charmingly retrograde it's like a real all right yep. what was the email address crust fun pizza at gmail all right that's yeah. all it takes done boom blocked and reported thank uh-huh. you wanted to share that with everyone i, I took action but yeah, it's I it's uh, I don't want to brag, James. I don't want to come on here like I'm cocking the walk. But I don't even know what that means. I don't even know. know I the mailing list has recently surpassed 103 subscribers, dude. And like, mm-hmm. we're pretty much pretty soon. We're gonna have more subscribers than FM frequencies, and it's gonna be amazing. I, I can neither confirm nor deny. Uh, but this is really exciting. This is really I love what you're doing, and your pizza love is so. So far reaching, so so deep. It's extended into publishing. Yes. Uh, publishing. <laughs> I'll tell you about it. Tell me tell me about the book you've been working on. All right. So the idea is, you know, behind Crust Fund is always like push the most money to the people doing the best work, right? 
But, you know, you saw earlier the, the one oven and the two oven. I hope that people, if you're not watching on video, I, I pointed, I have two ovens in this, in this kitchen that all the pizza for crust one goes out. So I have like a capacity ceiling. Uh, my wife has been loath to turn one entire wall into a wall of ovens like we're some kind of demented boulangerie. So we won't be doing that. But in terms of scaling up kind of the efforts, the good uh, for the community, what I ended up doing was harassing a bunch of folks, uh, just outright harassing, bugging people is, I think, besides pizza, my, my one natural talent, uh, into offering recipes and essays on Chicago pizza for what is basically like a church cookbook. You remember those old spiral bound, like plastic ring Kinko's? Every, every grandparent had one. Exactly. So no one makes those anymore. Kinko's doesn't even, uh, Kinko's is FedEx now. They don't even do spiral binding, um, but we're going to make one and we're going to use some places still spiral or uh, uh, comb bind. We're going to find a printer that does that. And we have got a, just an absolute like 1908 Cubs row. Of, <laughs> or you know what? You know what? The, uh, well, I can't say the 1906 Sox. That was a bad hitting team. The, you know, the, 2000, the 2005 Sox rotation. There you go. Uh, pizza folks in Chicago. And it's all like, literally this is, if you wanted to open up one of those grandma cookbooks and only read about pizza, it is pizza from back to front. We've got people doing recipes. We've got people doing essays. We've got local artists who have pizza art in it. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. And I sold, I sold a little bit of advertising in the book. I saved my birthday money. Like I'm 11 years old looking for a BMX and I'm going to just pay to print the thing. And it's going to be the exact same thing as the pizzas. The idea is you make a direct donation, screenshot me, and then you pick up your cookbook. But we're taking it a step further. People had a tough 2020, so all the pickups are going to be at local businesses. And part of the deal is, you know, you order the book, you make the donation, you pick it up at a local business. And, you know, the unwritten rule is like, hey, you know, while you're there, order something. You know, it's, it's brilliant. It's neighborhood businesses like Dovetail Brewery, J.P. Graziano's, uh, Savory Spice Shop, more brewing for the Suburbanites. Um, just really neat cool places that could really use your support and will also help you support the nonprofits that we will do for the book and the book will have a host of nonprofits attached to it you know block club the tribe my block my hood my city cawc like pretty much everyone i've done for pizza plus a couple more because everyone could use a lot of help these days i cannot wait to read this i mean the concept when you first told me about it I totally sold i mean once you described it as that church spiral bound cookbook I, I had the vision in my head instantly that's going to be fun and and you know i i don't want to put you on blast but you're in the thing you know i am i am um, I, I wrote what will likely be the most controversial controversial essay in the book oh the illustration for your essay is maybe my favorite one in the whole book so there, there's the tease right there yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it. it. It's too amazing. But like some other people in this, uh, the aforementioned hot dog is in there. Um, you know, there are different restaurateurs in there. Um, you know, Jonathan from Spockinopoly has something in there. You you want you, you can cook Spockinopoly pizza at home. That's like one of the best pizzas in the USA. Derek Tongue from Pauly G's gave his Detroit style pizza recipe. That is like the god tier pantheon of Detroit style pizza, not just in Chicago, but That's in the legit. entire country. Yeah, former Carquin Carne guest. That is totally legit. Yeah, I, I, Dennis Lee, who works for the Takeout now, used to cook apologies. Kate Bernat, who is a you know a full time beer writer now, but was a big freelancer here, local uh, yeah. 
Northwestern alum, Chandra Ram, who runs Plate Magazine, the the food magazine for chefs. Like it's it's crazy. You're gonna go through this book, and the only person that you're gonna go who who's that guy is like the ones where I inserted my own articles into it. I love the kind. I'm glad you saved your birthday money. I mean, yeah. really. I mean, what else am I gonna do with it? I got I got all my pizzas. I got my I got my tomatoes. I got my cheese. I got my sauce. I don't know what else I need money for. So are you kind of locked into your rest your set recipes? I mean, you, you did the Jardinera pizza. Are you are you playing around in the kitchen? Are you coming up with new ideas? Or are you kind of static for the- No, every month. Every month is a new special. Um, we had a really fun one that I'm developing for either next month or the month after. Um, I there's two. One, uh, you know, my wife's the the birthday of my wife's late father came by and um, you know, she uh, you know, he was from Cuba. Uh, she was the one who first taught me how to uh, love cumin. She's like, can you try to like make a pizza with some of these things he used to like? And we made one um, called the Frank. You know, his name was Frank. It was Renee. He changed it to Frank after he moved to America. And so we called it the Frank. And it's got, you know, lechon asado. It's got two different kinds of Maduros in it. It has got shaved Parmesan, uh, chimichurri. It has oh, get out. Just a wild SP. It's so delicious. Like the, the mixture of the cheese and the herbs and the pork on like a tavern style pizza. This is all, this is all scaled. So you can still eat a square of it and not have it be like a soupy handful. Mm-hmm. It's really good. That's, that's coming very soon to a crust one special. Um, that's exciting. Also, uh, you know, the spice house in Evanston just sent me a giant box of cool stuff unbidden because they saw like a local spot that I was in there. Hey, we like what you're doing for charity. Like here, have like everything we have related to pizza. And they sent some killer dried mushrooms. And I'm a big mushrooms on pizza guy. So I'm yeah, like, we're going to play around with this till we get it right. Uh, I love Spice House too. Yeah, it's really, really nice stuff. I, it's going from, I don't know. It's like going from Spice House, to, you know, like, when you've been buying grocery store spices all your life is like, I don't know, man. It's it's like, it's like eating at a farm or something for the first time after just eating at McDonald's. It is. I mean, that's where I get all my vanilla from all my oregano, everything. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, yeah. I fresh spices that don't go through like a, an enormous supply chain to make it to you in a little jar. Like it just, it is night and day. It is. All right. So again, you dong, if people want to, <laughs> Uh, get hooked up. They should email you to get on that that email list. That, yes. that very carefully crafted hand hand created. It's a curated. It's a very curated artistic email list. I'm just bad at organizing things. I'm sure there's an easier way to do this. But for now, you get the personal touch until someone tells me, "Hey, idiot, this is how you do it." But I, I get it too. I mean, just from doing this podcast by myself, sometimes you just you you, you find a way to get stuff going, and you think. I will fine tune that later. I just want yeah. to get this moving forward. I will go back and clean things up down the road, but I just need to keep, keep the train on the track. Right. And I, and I promise everyone who subscribes that even if I find the easier way to do the mailing list, I'll never find an easier way to do the pizza. And with that, John Carruthers <laughs> of Crust Bun Pizza. Oh, uh, uh, the Instagram is at nachos and lager. That's I was going to say that. Oh, sorry. Pizza, it's pizza all the way down, mostly. You're going about this interview like I've never done this. Stepping on everything. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? That's going to be another four years, James. I know. I need to have you on more often. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's (laughs) it. We need to rebuild the rapport.
You know what? You can always embed yourself in the alley for a crossfund pickup night if you ever wanted to do some like on the ground, like risky reporting. Uh, some real speakeasy action. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. The real speakeasy action. Get some of that hot pizza action in your alley. Yeah, you just got to make sure you can jump over with whatever you jump over a fence with whatever gear that you rock when the fuzz arrives. I, I've, I've slimmed down my uh, my operating. Well, good. It sounds like it sounds like Materials. this is as good a time as any. Yeah, I, words fail me. John Carruthers again, nachos and lager on Instagram. Crustfun Pizza doing good work using pizza as the method, which we we celebrate here in Chicago. Uh, really well done, and we can't wait for that book. I, I promise it's coming so soon. We're going to get it out to as many people as we can. All right, you stay there. Thank you, everyone, for watching and or listening. It's Carquin Carney. That's John Carruthers. <laughs>